I thought for a second they named him after Chester Cheeto. Just because of the Chester part? <laughs> no, I thought Chester Tam was the name of Chester Chirito. Chester Chirito? <laughs> Chester, Ch- <laughs> Chester, Chester Chirito. Oh my god. Joe, um, you just stepped back in. Just, I want to catch you up by asking you a question. Uh, Cheetos, right? Um, do you remember the name of the mascot? Chester. Chester what? Cheeto? Are you sure it's not Chester Chirito? <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, a show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State won 39 episodes over three seasons on Spike. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called, it's called Hazing, look it up, originally airing January 11th, 2010. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the boys, Joe, Ferg, Nick, and Gordo. What's going on, guys? Hey, out. Yo. Yes. First one done. Burr, 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 burr. Happy Super Bowl week. <laughs> Yay, guys. Football. Cool. I can't believe those conference games last week. <laughs> what teams do you got for this week's Super Bowl? If, uh, so, um, I, yeah, to peel it back, we're recording before the, the teams are decided. But if, uh, if we were to believe what conspiracies have said, it will be the 49ers versus the Ravens. But I don't want to date the show too much. <laughs> no, I think that it'll be. I thought that the uh, conspiracy was Kansas City Lions. So it's Taylor Swift and Detroit. No, it's in the logo. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Let's go Detroit. I think Detroit's going. Well, you said you're going to have to look it up. You brought it up the conspiracy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't know the logo. No, 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 Jay no. bought the logo up. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk too much about <laughs> modern day, just depending on what people find us. This is, we've done a few football shows. We've done Coach in the past. We've done The League in the past. Uh, so this is our third football-related show. It seems like there's a lot of football TV shows and a lot of baseball movies. I kind of wish we saved The League or Coach. We used the league for the same reason. I wish we did it again. <laughs> I wish we watched a different episode of the league. Oh, you mean you didn't like um, American Pie Presents fucking Blue Mountain State? This is American Pie, has sex with Van Wilder, has sex with PCU, has sex with Revenge of the Nerds, I think. And uh, it didn't really work. This is Van Wilder. Yeah, as far as Blue Mountain State goes... This is a show I'm very familiar with. Like, I remember it when it had its run because it was on Spike at that time. I want to say that's when, like, Raw was on Spike. This is 2010. I don't think I had cable at this point in my apartment, so I don't even remember the show being on. But that makes sense to when WWE switched over, right? Did any of you guys watch it in its run at all? No, you know, I thought I would have recognized it, and I didn't. This is a show that I know for a fact that my brother loved. I can tell because he loves those National Lampoon's movies. I and thought that this show was, remember that movie that was kind of serious, uh, kind of set in the same thing? Was it called Blue Mountain State? You're thinking of Varsity Blues. That's what I thought that this was a TV show of. 
If this was a, a Varsity Blues TV show, I would have been all about it. And then Ferg would have come out wearing nothing but a whipped cream bra. This show is so a product of the time it came out. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like nauseating almost. I didn't think that 2010 would be such a time capsule thing, but this show, you're right. This is just like a snapshot of that time completely. So I didn't think so either, but then you remember that 2010 is 14 years ago now. So it just it's just longer ago than we thought. That's true. That's true too, yeah. This definitely gave me the giggles. I will say that. I had a couple laughs. It had its moments for sure. Not a ton. Um, yeah, it's like not to, I don't know. I'll say <laughs> it's not, it's like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of things that line up with our kind of humor, but then here I am not as entertained with this as I, as I thought I would be under the circumstances. You know what it is? It's just not executed well. Like the, the subject matter has potential to be funny. I just think they, I don't know, they didn't try hard enough, I guess is the only way to put it. Mm, they got to set it up. And, and it's it's weird, too, because I don't want to, like, I don't know, this one's got me feeling weird because it has potential, but it's, like, it's all, it was also tough to watch, but, like, there were parts that were, it's just, I don't know, it was very peaks and valleys. I, I It's, watching it right now as a 37-year-old versus had I watched it when it came out when I was 23, I feel like might have had some type of impact on how I perceive the show. Sure. But that said, last year I watched Old School, another movie I think kind of apes these vibes very much. And I laughed and really enjoyed Old School. Was there a level of maybe nostalgia to that that maybe tinted it a little? Sure, but this didn't play that way. Old School has older people in it. You know what, too? And obviously we need to get into the show and we'll, we'll talk about this more as we like dig into the show itself. But as I'm watching this show, I'm kind of like, is it, it was almost like satire, but it, it, but it wasn't actually like, I feel like it, it was like it, it had vibes that felt closer to like not, another, not teen another teen movie. movies yeah. and yeah. all mm. those things that came out at the time without it being intentionally parody, which was, you know, like, I don't think was by design. There's also some scenes too, like where the main kid at one point, he's like, Hey, look, I understand what's going on with my life. I know what I'm going to be. It's not great. So I'm just trying to have fun now. And for a second, you're like, oh, wait, is he giving us like a serious monologue about how he knows what the arc of his life is going to be? And then two seconds later, it's just like, tense. And you're like, oh, nope, I guess not. I don't know where the fuck this thing is going. He was very much Van Wilder. That bad dude was very very much like Wilder. He was, we had a stifler in the show. There was a lot of things that pulled from all like the things 10 years prior that were that was coming out that was like very i can't know, the, stand the main character is one of my biggest problems with this show he's douchey like by design yeah, he's, he's like douchey but like he's also supposed to be athletic and like i don't know i just don't get like the the big football quarterback vibe from him at all well because he's the backup i totally get the <laughs> yeah, vibe i guess that's yeah true. i totally yeah. get the vibe and i like him for that that's a different spin on so it. Uh, t- before we get into it, I also want to mention, by the way, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social media. We like when people interact with us. That's s1e1pod on Instagram and X, formerly Twitter. Hit us up on those. We like to talk to you guys. That's how a lot of these picks come about. Actually, this one, we wanted to line up something with Super Bowl Sunday, 
but also um, we just came out of January and Brandon who had a pick earlier in January had mentioned the show. And I, I kind of was like, well, you might get it anyway. So pick something else. And I, th- and I think he's the reason we did Malcolm in the middle. So it, it kind of worked out. So Brandon cheated and got two episodes. He almost, he kind of got two. So congratulations. He won January. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and, and February, apparently. So IMDb had this clocked in at an 8.3, uh, ah! only an audience score for Rotten Tomatoes, and that was 85. So those are pretty lined up. I mean, these people crowd-fucking-sourced a movie. They yes. got a million five to make a movie through Kickstarter. This has a huge following. We're probably going to piss some people off, I think, talking about this show today. Yeah, we probably went a little hard to start, <laughs> which we... We always kind of like to, again, to peel back, we're like, hey, if we don't like something, we can't tip it off too early sometimes if it's a thing that we think has a good fan base. So I think that it would have been more appropriate if both scores were 69. That's tough to do, though. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, no, it'd be tougher. It would be tough to do on IMDb. It'd be easy to do on Rotten Tomatoes. We found out that they're just goosing all those scores anyway. and They don't mean anything. Well, they're watching their six. That's a Top Gun reference. You don't get to make Top Gun references. You have to watch it first. I did. Oh, did you watch it while having lasagna last Monday? I don't think you did any of those things. So we start off when we see an empty stadium and we get like narration by like two sports commentators talking to one another. And we get a little bit of backstory about kind of like where we are. This is Blue Mountain State, which is, you know, the name of this fictitious college. And we don't, uh, we find out that they had like, um, like some sort of a controversial championship season the year before they said it was scandal ridden, but they don't dig into that at all in this episode, but we know that there's like things going on with this team. And you do, when you meet the coach later, you find out he's been the coach for a while. So I guess the assumption is going to be that he is. Must've did something. He did something. Yeah. It's like that whole time we're getting all these exterior shots of just like an empty stadium. Just kind of just giving you that. Like they're just painting the picture a little bit of what's going on. And from there, we cut to the inside of a dorm room, and we meet Sammy. Sammy's played by Chris Romano, who's actually the creator and head writer of the show, which I thought was interesting. What I thought was weird about Romano was, wasn't his name just Romano in, like, the credits, like, when it popped up, like, when the words? Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed that, that it was just Romano was, like, big, like, he was just, like, a one-name act, and I was like, who the fuck is Romano? (laughs) I, I don't know, and then it's also so tough to take things you say as factual. <laughs> so I don't go back know for and sure. you know what? Go back and look at the tape. Well, now I, know, I honestly thought you were going to make a Corky Romano joke. I was like holding my breath for a Corky Romano I, reference. I've I can't never seen Corky Romano. Only Romano I know. You would love Corky Romano. You could do it with a, a double feature with Norbit and be the happiest guy you've ever been. No, everybody loves Ray Romano. I mean, that's just a fact. That's the only Romano I know. So Gordo was right. It's just Romanski, Romanski, or whatever, however you want to Finally. pronounce it. Right, Gordo, we'll give it that you were right this time. Gordo's one for 40. 40? That's being <laughs> awfully generous. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. One for 69, okay? Give me that. I think it's probably way more than that. We're like almost 150 episodes deep, and you're wrong at least once an episode. So uh... <laughs> yeah, on average. Right, one for 169. All right, there you go. What about 420, 69? Well, regardless, we meet Sammy and he's looking in the mirror and he's like shirtless with like, um, he's got like the beer helmet on, but it's like 
Jack and Coke in it. He has a whole bottle of Jack Daniels and like a and a Coke on the other side. And a can of Coke. That ratio is all off. I'm a person who loves a strong drink. That's not going to work. Well, I mean, the whole bottle isn't going to empty at the same rate that the can does. So when the can empties, you just got to. There's a straw, it. though. He's going to be sucking yeah. the same amount of both. Well, it's 50-50 ratio, right? Yeah, which is not what you want. Yeah, you don't want 50-50. Until you're done with the Coke and then it's just pure Jack. Well, then you stop and you put a new Coke in there. Not when you're in college. College. Yeah, Ugh. like this whole show. Uh, Joe, I feel like you're a 50-50 ratio. 60-40. Uh, I mean, it depends on the drink. I mean, actually, no, any, any mixed drink. Yeah, I'm probably a 50-50. But to be yeah. fair, that's in a big cup with ice. That's another thing about getting older. <laughs> I, I hate to keep bringing up over and over how I'm just getting older, but... Remember, like, when you were younger and go to a bar and the drink was so strong it was gross, and you're like, nice. <laughs> and now I, and now you get a bartender that's heavy-handed, and you're like, oh, come on. I paid $15 for this drink. I want to enjoy it. Oh, that's it. not my reaction at all. My reaction at that point, though, was like, okay, well, i got to pace myself because I have the whole night to go here, but I'm very excited that I'm getting good drinks. Oh, um, it, I'm, no, I'm, I'm here for flavor now. I like the flavor of a strong drink, though. That's the difference is as you get older, too, you start to actually really enjoy the taste of alcohol. Under the right circumstances, yeah, but I'd rather just drink, like, if it was, like, a bourbon, I'd rather just drink a bourbon neat or, like, on ice than a poorly ratioed mixed drink. I would rather drink it sloppy. Like a sloppy jalopy? Correct. Sammy's practicing this conversation that he's, like, gonna have with his dad. That's basically, his dad thinks he's, like, a, you know, a low-life, amounts-to-nothing type of guy, so he's bragging to his dad in this fictitious conversation that he's gonna be the new mascot. Yeah, the thing I'm sure all fathers want their children to strive to be. I also like how, I mean, we see more of it later, but Sammy's under the impression that it's just like a volunteer job that would be vacated as the season was already starting. You know, I never thought of that, but I wonder what the competition is like. Is it Does it change every year? That See, that I don't know, but I feel like if you're already the mascot, I bet you kind of get like grandfathered in until you graduate. But I have no, nothing to go by with I that. I feel like you'd give that to like a drama student. Or something. Well, I feel like at this point, sometimes it's not even students anymore, right? You need somebody who can do, like, acrobatic stuff. It's like a person, an adult depends with a real on, yeah, job. It depends on, like, what kind of program they get. Because, yeah, sometimes, like, in basketball, you need to be able to do, like, backflip. Probably Right. Makes... You're not just going to be like, oh, it's a freshman this year. Like, well, that's not going to work. Well, I also imagine it's, um, to piggyback off of what you were saying, with, with it being more of a professional versus an amateur student, um, I guess it would depend on the program, right? Like, a bigger school like a Clemson or an Alabama would probably want a professional. I'd want a real animal. Some schools do the real animal. Some schools do. Doesn't the Philadelphia Flyers have a real animal thing, right? It'd be super easy to no, get a real they have, goat. They have, the Flyers no, they have, have gritty. gritty which is like, <laughs> I know. I was making a joke. I was making a joke that oh. gritty was a real. Never mind. I know some sports stuff, okay? No, you don't. That's why it's tough to react uh, <laughs> to your sarcasm. Well, I know who gritty is. Yeah. Listen, boys, I know the sports ball. (laughs) I know the important sports, like skateboarding and wrestling from 30 years ago. (laughs) Sammy's having the conversation with himself, and then Alex walks in. Alex is kind of the real main character of this show. Definitely a Van Wilder type. Not in the story, but he's definitely playing off of that Ryan Reynolds cadence, kind of sarcasm, like smugness. Except Van Wilder was likable, and this guy (laughs) sucks. I don't know why you guys are hating on him because I liked him. You liked Alex? I didn't hate Alex. 
I hate him because he knew the other guy had a girlfriend. He's trying to get him to cheat on her and all this other shit. And he doesn't know her that well, which we'll get into later. And he's like, she sucks. Like, fuck you. Don't talk about her. Listen, he had blue balls for two years. No, he didn't. <laughs> That's someone else. Not, not Alex, but the... Uh, Shiloh? What, Shiloh, yeah. <laughs> Shiloh? <laughs> Also, is the name Shiloh ruined for anybody else from Grandma's Boy? Yes, we can say overwhelmingly yes. Overwhelmingly yes. I'm so glad that everybody has the same thought for that. You don't think of the sad dog book we had to read in school? <laughs> I used to think that, and then I saw Grandma's Boy, and now I immediately just go to Guy Blow. Didn't one of you get kicked out of class in fourth grade for the end of Sh- uh, Shiloh? Probably Jay. Jay? Yeah, I mean, if I had like, to guess, like the dog died and Jay laughed. <laughs> no, I got in trouble for laughing. I got in trouble for laughing. I think during Captain's Courageous, and then I think I got <laughs> no. uh, I got kicked out because she just preemptively assumed I would laugh during Shiloh, so I wasn't even given the opportunity. <laughs> Jay laughed when the poor sailor got his legs cut off and drowned in front of the child, so we're not going to let him be there for the dead dog. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot it was a fucking documentary. Like, you Jesus Christ. are forgetting the key moment that happened during Captain's Courageous is when somebody stapled their finger and was just like, and I think that's what he got kicked out for. But I don't know if that was the same thing. No, it wasn't. that definitely wasn't during Captain's Courageous because I wasn't there and I was there for that. For uh, the oh, book. Okay. It's also insane that all of us can remember a 30 year old school movie experience. Like, what the fuck is that in our brains so fucking strong? I remember everything with movies, okay? The two of them get to talking. Sammy wants Alex to smash a bottle over his head. And he's like, come on, man, you owe me. He's like, no, I don't want to. He's like, but you owe me. He's like, for what? He's like, for fingering Vicky underneath the bleachers, which was apparently his ex girlfriend when they were in middle school. And uh, first off, I don't know why, like, he owes him a bottle smashed over his head um none of this makes sense to me was it his ex-girlfriend or was it someone he had a crush on and also was the bottle smashing supposed to be helmet on or helmet off helmet Uh, on so that's no thing that doesn't matter it's just a yeah it was just a weird way to like i want you to smash a ball it was a weird way to bring up fingering and then when like sammy's sad about reflecting on how his buddy fingered this girl he liked Alex's like, come on, do you even remember her last name? And he's like, uh, uh, I bet anything, if that was a real situation, you would remember her last name, especially where it's like middle school to college is like not that different. It's like six years ago or something, like, depending on when in middle school, could be even five years ago. Also, uh, taking a poll here, did anybody here finger anybody in middle school? I'm guessing it's a resounding zero for everybody. And if any of us did, we'd remember the exact full name of that person. Finger guns for sure. So now this turns into them just chugging beers and then screaming college, college. It's like, and he smashes the bottle over his head. Like, what is like parody? Yeah, yeah. They lost a lot of goodwill in this scene. The yelling of college was like, oh, this is like a parody of Animal House or something. Now all of a sudden, this was very like it pulled from all these things, though, right? It was like, like I said, they're looking at Van Wilder. They're looking at all those um american pie movies all these things that were coming out at that time and kind of before this though and going with that like super sexual like young horny kid like driven college movies like that was like super popular at the time but now you're making one for tv where you can't show anything and then it's 
The yeah. writing's not strong. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't push the envelope with jokes. As a kid, the only reason you rent those movies because you're young, you're like, oh, tits, yeah. yeah. But they weren't good movies, and now you watch this, and it doesn't even have that. And then we get a knocking at the door, and there's just two girls there, and they're the Blue Mountain State football boosters? No, they were sent by them. They were sent by the boosters? So who are the... No, they the are group? the boosters. Yeah, they said, they said, yeah. No, they said we were oh, sent no, they're by... they're here courtesy of, yeah. So, yeah. But, so are they hookers? Yes. Yes, because this is a, a this is a, a like D one college or or like they're a national champion, so they're gonna get the, the Punani Nani. Why do you say it's so weird? You you're our age. <laughs> you're, you're you're not fifty. I'm appealing to all demographics here. What demographic? <laughs> no, Which all demographics. What demographics says Punani Nani. You're not even appealing to your fucking friends who are right here with you. <laughs> the last time I even heard that word was 40-year-old virgin. When he goes, we gotta get you some punani. <laughs> oh, something that was in the same vein as this, but it was also actually funny and well-written. Yeah, that was actually a good movie. <laughs> so these girls are hookers, but that doesn't make sense to me because they're like... They're, they look like they're students, too. No, I'm with you, Jay. They're definitely supposed to be, like, sent by them to sleep with all these football players. That's the point. But they also look incredibly way too young to be. Yeah, I just assumed they were the cheerleaders. Because they're like, hey, are you Alex Morn? And then, like, they just open up their, like, long overcoats to expose laundry, the two girls. And it's like, well, I feel like they really needed to, like... <laughs> I don't know, make them not look like students then if they're going to be hookers. I don't, it was just very, I know what they're going for. They're just going for, we need sex and we need to pump sex into this show and it needs to be super early. You know what though? They may have gotten themselves caught up because they were like, oh wait, we have a quote unquote cougar character later. So if we're going to make the sex workers not think they're them, they can't look older. Like uh, maybe they, they wrote themselves into a, a circle a, with that. A cougar character like, that's like 23. <laughs> Oh, that makes me so bad. It's like, oh, it's the cougar. Like, you know, what? What year do you age out in pornography at this point where you're like now all of a sudden in like MILF and cougar porn? It's got to be like under 30, right? The girls who play them? Yeah, they're our age they're, or younger. When you go from stepsister to stepmom, when you take that career trajectory change. So now we go to Shiloh's room and he's like listening to a radio and you have announcers like talking about him. He's going to be like the big football prospect at this school. And while he's listening, we see that his girlfriend's there, too. She's, like, mapping out their lives together, but she looks like... She's 40? Did, did anybody else say she is, like, <laughs> way too old looking? like that old, but, um, but yeah, a little old than him. Came out. She didn't come out very college-aged looking. I, I, just the way that she's conducting herself in terms of him, it was, like, their boyfriend and girlfriend, but he comes off... She comes off more like his manager and almost like he's an acquisition. Yeah. So when she's planning their lives, yeah. like... You're going to play here for a few years, and then you're going to get a Heisman, and then we're going to get you endorsement deals, and then we're going to get married. And it's like, are we talking about the projection of your relationship or his career? Like, what? And that's kind of both played out throughout the episode with her. That seems like a character from like Entourage or something, not from this show. And he goes to like open her shirt up, and then like she slapped his hand away, and apparently she's not sleeping with him until they're married. And I thought that was furthered the idea of like she doesn't really see him as her boyfriend even though she's talking marriage yeah i got that too they're also both 18 like that's also a really easy trope to solve where it's like we're 18 let's get married 
so we can't have sex. Like, that's a thing that's been going on in history forever. And then there's a knock at their door, and we get two girls over there, too, two different girls. But, you know, we have Denise, who's Shallow's, like, girlfriend there, so it's not, you know, it's not welcomed the same way when the two lingerie-wearing women are at the door. No, she beats them up. Eventually, yes. This show cuts very quick a lot. Yeah, a lot of back and forth. Because here we cut to Sammy's, well, Sammy's locked out. We cut back to Alex having a threesome with the two girls that showed up at his house. And Alex is just outside of the door. And he wants to just, just really wants to watch his buddy have sex, which is interesting. Weird. Very weird. It is a trope, though, isn't it, kind of? No? There's like the, I'm trying to think if there's like an American Pie version of that. I think there is. Stifler does it when, like, they're hiding in the closet. I forget yeah. which one, because it probably happens in all of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like the... the <laughs> I, I can't... I was thinking about that when I was watching the show, like, who am I best comparing a lot of these characters to? He fits a lot of tropes, but there's not someone I can directly pull the same way I can say, oh, you're Van Wilder, oh, you're Stifler. Like, I don't know if he quite lined up with, like, one specific that well. I feel like he's horny screech. Yeah, there's a bit of that. I mean, he's definitely the nerdy one, right? So he's going to fall into that, like, character type. Like, Zach is in bed with Kelly and Lisa, and horny screech wants to come in and just watch. I mean, it gets to a point where he does eventually find his way into the room, and you have that weird shot where he's... I didn't even show you how. That bothered me. Yeah, he's now, like, he's at the foot of the bed, and the camera shot's weird. They use Alex's foot to, like, Cover the girl's ass crack. It looks like the scene from Kill Bill where it's like, wiggle your big toe for way too long. Like, that's the exact shot <laughs> they used for this. And when Alex and the girls notice that he's at the end of the bed, like crouched over on the ground, we see that he's jerking off watching <laughs> the three of them go at it. And like, when they're like, oh, what? And he's like, oh, I finished first. It's like, <laughs> all right. Okay. I don't get why they screamed like they're there just to like fuck anyone. They're obviously just like whores and they see this other guy in the room and that makes them freak out. I would think it would be like, get the fuck out of here. Not. Ah! Maybe not whores is the word to use right there. Well, in this case, we are debating whether or not they're prostitutes. (laughs) What would you call them? Yeah, but even if you're paid to have sex with somebody, you still doesn't mean somebody random can walk in and you want them to be there. I didn't say they didn't want him to be. I'm saying the freak out reaction is wrong. Would you not freak out if you turn around and that guy was jerking off next to your bed? Because I'd certainly freak out. It was dead screech and his dead dick and his dead hand jerking off at the foot of your bed. Oh, Wouldn't you freak out? I like how Joe has to get super like PC and careful to not offend any hookers. Don't say but whores, man. Don't call them whores. Don't call them whores. I'm sorry, I'm a civilized person, but I can still talk about dead dicks and dead hands. This ends the <laughs> the opening scene is the reveal that um Sammy just fucking came. And the intro of the show is like everything you'd think that the intro of the show would be. It's a lot of fast shots. I like the of, song. Oh my god, rock. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> this song made me want to blow my brains out. I literally wrote in my notes, this is like somehow a worse Fozzie, and then I looked up who it is, and it's the band who does Randy Orton's song. And I was like, oh, fucking course it is. I just thought it fit the show. <laughs> the intro is full of, like, shots of, like, partying and tits and football and booze. 
it's just like it is um it is an early 2000s beer commercial like someone just needs to go up like and twins, twins. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking twins. Um, I mean, I guess for this show, it's a perfect intro. So for what they're going for, they did it. Yeah, I knew exactly what I was going to get. I pretty much knew what I was getting from the opening scene, though, and I'm like, ah, this what a half hour. That's like, Joe had already told us how long it was, and I'm just like, oh no. A pox on this show for being 28 minutes. A fucking pox on you. How dare you? I'm surprised, too, for a show that was on, like, proper television to be this long. They probably made it, like, a big deal for their opening, or their, like, debut episode to be like, no commercials. Was this when, was this when Spike was, like, the all-man network or whatever, when they had, yeah, like, all that Yeah, I mean, that Spike's yeah. whole run, that was, like, their gimmick. Yeah. So, you guys like, jets. It's like... Watch boobs, then John Taffer yelling at a bar. Like, sign me up. <laughs> right? <laughs> so from the intro, we get to this, um, it's like football practice, and you have the coach standing there addressing the entire team. He's kind of just giving, like, the typical coachy rundown, talking about how long he's been there and how many championships he's won. And then it gets this weird point where he just starts talking about, like, but the you know, when they face the opponents, you have to, like, crush their will to leave. Uh, and then suck the milk out of their mother's tits and then use that milk as mouthwash and then rip their dicks off and invite them to an orgy. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, really, really reaching here. It's like, you know how when um, the scary movie movies lost the Wayne's brothers and they the writing just started to suck? This is like it was th- those writers like wrote this speech. Like When you had some technical difficulties early on, uh, to those of you listening for disappeared for a minute and i said this is like satire but not on purpose this yeah. feels like not another teen movie and all those movies like humor but they're not parodying anything they're just not deliberately at least but they are taking like um licks from that style of comedy well that was the style at the time yeah but those were like at least pulling from other source material that like part of the joke was that they were copying things and then this was just um like parody of parody now. So now it's like, I don't know. And I feel like I almost feel bad shitting all over it, but was Friday night lights was Friday night lights the show yet. Well, I don't know. Um, I, I really have the movie came out, I think at this point, I know the movie and then they made the television show, but I feel like it's just parodying that, but I don't think it was out yet. Friday night lights ran from 06 to 2011. Oh no. So it did. It did like just completed. So now, as a uh, coach continues to have this conversation, he's asking a couple of the players, like, where are you from? And they're like giving their cities, almost like that movie Miracle. And he's like, no, you're from your father's balls. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's like a lot of people think you come from your mother's womb, but like, like glorified jellyfish, but really you come from your father's balls. <laughs> it's like, what? So this was the point that I started like ironically laughing at the show, not laughing at the jokes <laughs> themselves. Like how much worse can you get? This is somebody wrote this on their computer or typewriter. And just like, I am surprised Jay wasn't howling at this. There's like at least two cum jokes. I don't know. You can't claim to be on team cum and not laugh at cum. It's funny. Cause as I'm watching this, I, I mean, to be completely honest, it really was not enjoying this up front. And I didn't think you would necessarily all kind of fall in line the same way. I felt like I, this could have been a situation where I was on a, like an island of my own. I, I don't know. I feel like I stepped into like a Mandela 
effect here. And it's not what the Mandela effect because is. you remember this show being called Green Mountain State. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I stepped into the Twilight Zone here because I feel like you guys would have all loved this and not shit on it so hard. Listen, I like a lot of the things that they're representing, right? I like going to parties. I like tits. I like football. You like cum? But I don't want to, I wouldn't say I like cum. Um, <laughs> this show has potential if they didn't lean so much into the, like, oh man, tits and all that. This, like, this so, show like, with the same premise and a lot of the same things happening, even with that kind of party-ish thing, but with smarter, cl- more clever writing, put a little actual drama in there once in a while, like some stuff to cling on to. Like I think had the, the framework is correct, but yeah, I think it, it definitely lacked when it came to the script after that whole speech with the coach, you know, and everyone's cheering about being from their dad's balls and shit. We, we get to the showers and this is when all that freshman hazing is happening. Freshman hell week. And we meet like bad. We see him a little bit earlier, but bad is basically, he's the team captain who I thought, I thought was going to be the starting quarterback, but it Me appears too. that he's yeah. a defensive player. I don't know much about football, but I was like, oh, that guy is the starting quarterback and Shiloh's the new hot shot, and that's going to be there. Yeah, because he makes such a big deal about Alex being the backup QB. So I'm like, oh, he must be the starting QB, and that's where the tension's going to be. Well, do you know how you know his character is bad? Because in Fast X, he turns on Toretto and the whole gang. He's actually a double agent. He isn't really working for the agency. I don't care. <laughs> okay well i'm sorry he's aims in fast x he's also very popular right now it's alan richson he's in the new um reacher show which is very popular i get reels from that like once a week where they add that music over it like it's cheesy but i mean it's a fun watch if you're into that stuff but he's also he's also rumored to be the next batman really yeah how's his acting in the other stuff and it's not just just shit on him because like i said well you don't exactly need to be a great actor to be batman <laughs> but uh, he played hawk in the titans show too he's a decent actor yeah he's not bad i mean he plays the but he's also three times the size right now oh my god it's like he got shot with like the like growing gun from um <laughs> yeah he's blew up the kid, massive like. yeah He's like the one guy in this whole show who like avoids our arrows. <laughs> We're shit on everything about this. We're like, yeah, that guy's pretty okay. About okay. So I'm glad. It's, I it's hope he house. listens and he can be like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. So he's kind of like the, the main, he's the captain of the team. He's leading the hazing and in the showers, all the freshmen have to shave each other's bodies, which is weird. And he's going into this and you know, it's, it's funny because as he's going through it all, it's like the Alex steps in and he kind of has that conversation with like, Hey, like, don't you think like, like I'm all down for hazing, but like, why aren't you just trying to beat us up and stuff? Like, don't you think this is kind of gay? He's like, what? <laughs> and like, he just, I did think that was a funny runner where like all the hazing is kind of homoerotic and just to be called on it and yeah. him not understand that it is while doing it. Like I thought it was pretty entertaining. But I didn't get that. I knew from the very beginning where this character was going. I was like, oh, okay, he's the closeted gay guy. Like, that's obviously where this goes. I don't know, though, because hazing has always been pretty gay. Like, yeah, they hit the paddling and whatnot. Like, though, I will say, though, they do write it into a good joke later when there is something that's actually gay happening. And he's like, <laughs> why is that gay? Yeah. That was one of the few laughs I did that get. That plays in this into, like, just the dumbness of the character. Yeah, which I right. thought was really funny. But yeah, when he's challenging him and saying that, like, this is gay, he's like, it's called hazing, asshole, look it up. <laughs> and he's, he's doing this thing where he's, like, in the face of, um, of Shiloh, 
and he's like, oh, you think you're going to be like the team captain? Like, well, I'm the captain. And like, he's like, you think you got the Heisman all locked up, Bromingo? And like, he's like, he's super, <laughs> um, super overacting in this part. It was like very, very animated. The Heisman is the one OJ won, right? Yes. Yes. That's like college player of the year. Yeah. Now, I thought it was funny that when they were doing all this, they were, you failed to mention that they were all shaving each other's asses. Oh, specifically, yeah. I mentioned the bodies. I didn't say specifically where at that Yeah, time, they but. all had shaving cream on their asses, and Alex was asking Shiloh, Ooh, do I have to go into the crack? I mean, if you're going to shave an ass, yes, you go into the crack. I think that's just, why, why even ask? You know, I don't think I'd ever shave my crack, and I don't think I want another man to shave my crack. But I said it, like, real quick later. Why are they shaving? They're not swimmers. <laughs> that, that's the only spot I can think. It's hazing, asshole. Look it up. Yeah. And then when when Thad's having like this like monologue in the shower, he's like kind of like being assertive about just being the guy in charge and what he says goes. And he's like, you know what? And I say, party at the goat house. And like, I was like, what happened? <laughs> like, what what just happened here? Oh my god! I watched the time crawl on this episode, and this just, was not his whole tone changed. And it was like, what? Like, I, what happened? But what was smart about the writing is that Shiloh and Alex both, yes, it was smart, Joe, don't give me that look, because they both looked at each other and went, what, what the hell? Yeah, that look saved the, the scene. <laughs> they wrote that look so well, I'm glad. I changed my mind. Ten stars. Green light. <laughs> yeah. Now we get to uh, cheerleader practice, and Sammy's running up because he's Assuming that this is also the mascot audition, and he shows up in like a homemade goat costume, which I thought looked kind of funny. Like, I, like as far as um, for the visual of uh, his homemade costume, I thought looked okay. Do you think this is kind of ruined now? Because in the past ten years, the term goat has become such a popular and overused thing. Only if you had that in front of it. Sure. When it's like yard goats and stuff like that, like I, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that still have those mascots i mean yeah i guess there's like uh i guess i mean as i think out loud i don't think goat ever had like a negative connotation so now it's just like goat can also just mean something really cool as well but it's a double entendre all the double entendres (laughs) oh the league a good football show (laughs) y'all are jaded this is prime s1e1 this is going to be one of those bizarro episodes that Gordo greenlights, and we all cancel. And I it's fucking know it. one in that Gordo feels the need to be an antagonist if he sees that we're all leaning a certain way together. Let's teach him a lesson, boys. Let's all greenlight it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just change and pivot. They did it like four seasons of this. The S1 Human podcast now just becomes Mountain Goat, the rewatch pod. Then we do nothing but every week do the whole series and then the movie. Wait, this one four seasons? Something like that. I don't know. I, 30 something Jesus. episodes. Or, yeah. No, it only went 39 episodes, three seasons, I think. Thought Jay said. Is that it? <laughs> okay, three or four. Either way. How did it get more than one season? <laughs> it, the times. It was in for what it was in the channel it was on and stuff like that. It definitely catered to a very specific market and the, the network it was on and stuff, it was like catered for it. So now at this, um, fake mascot tryout situation that Sammy's finding himself in. We meet the actual mascot of the team. Who's this six, four dude who has a couple girls on his arm. He unmasks himself and basically saying like, Hey man, positions filled. And I don't think Sammy understands that like positions filled is pretty cut and dry. 
And now he's trying to get in this kid's face and threatens to rip his ears off. That was a little weird. I mean, I guess it is a good fun turn to see that the mascot they actually have is like a tall, well-built, good-looking guy. Like, I guess you're not expecting that. I think they should have had him be more of a dick to him. So what happens to him later, you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they lean into him being kind of a douche, at least. You know what I mean? It's um, So it's not that, you know, when he gets to come up in Slater, it's not totally unjust because he was kind of, a, you know, a dick. But so now we get to the party and this is like right off the bat. We, we see dad doing coke off like the shirtless girl's body and there's music playing and it's just it's again the typical can we just talk about how thad does he blows a line of coke takes a bong rip does a mega shot and then takes a tab of acid are those two <laughs> syringes and, of beer yeah well they're like hard liquor i think and then okay. it's totally functional an hour later it's just totally unbelievable i mean i thought that was kind of funny though the escalation like that was a good visual gag <laughs> This is what the parties of, like, all those movies of that time were, too. The very unrealistic. I mean, and college parties can get kind of crazy, but... Not like that. I've never been to a party. I've been to college parties like that before. Then usually you let a few dogs in and you run away. (laughs) I don't think that party was that crazy to be like, that wouldn't happen. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I'm saying he'd be on the fucking floor. Yeah, that dude would be dead. And we also see Sammy and Alex, like, standing in the doorway. Like, and uh, one of the inside doorways that divide the rooms. And every time, like, a girl walks by, they're just, like, ranking them, like, out loud as they walk by with the, like, that they would or wouldn't. It's a little risky, right? It's a little, uh, a little loud and, yeah, in front of people. This is that weird party thing, though, where, like, the party is so loud that you're hearing the people, but you're supposed to believe that it's so loud only those two can hear each other, I think. Yeah. This is, this is also the first time we meet, like, the cougar that we end up seeing um, kind of throughout this episode. And this was the one time that Alex and Sammy didn't agree on something. Cause I think Sammy was like a wood and Alex was a would not. Although we find out that is not how Alex would actually vote <laughs> at the end of the night. I did kind of laugh though. when he's like, why she looks like a mother of four. And his response was, I'll make her a mother of five. Like, <laughs> fuck, That was funny. And I was mad that I was laughing at it. Also that actress who plays Pauline, uh, the one notable thing she's in, the George Romero movie Bruiser, the movie The Misfits playing. Oh, yeah, The Misfits are in that. And that song, Bruiser, was okay. Which is super hard to find for some reason. Because it was on Cuts from the Crypt. It was like a album that was just um Rarity's album because they were trying to get out of their contract. I love that song. That movie's also hard to find. That movie never got like a Blu-ray or anything. I want to say I have it on VHS, but I'm not 100% positive. I'd like to re-see it. I only saw it when it came out, and that was... 20-something years ago at this point. I don't know if it's going to hold up. Not the Misfits just sitting in the background of one scene, like, in, like, a diner? Isn't that no, what No, they're playing. They, they play. Oh. Yeah. They go to a club, and they're just, like, playing in the background. And they used that footage for the Scream video. Oh. And George Romero did that video for them as, like, a... It was, like, a trade-off. That video is what got me into the Misfits, because you were all into them, and then... I watched that, and I became a fan. Yeah, and then you found out that that wasn't even really The Misfits. I mean, I like that era of Misfits. That's but the it's best like, era of The Misfits. That oh my is God, not come on. true. You can't say that. Um, it's not true at all. Yeah. No, the best version of The Misfits is the Project 1950s lineup with Jerry Only singing. That's oh, the version God. that we all go for, everybody. 
That's unfortunately the version I've seen multiple times. And I'm like, ugh. Played a show with that version. I got kicked out of that show. Yeah, you got kicked out. You started smoking that day. So now we see Shiloh at the party. Alex is trying to get him to drink. He won't drink because he promised his girlfriend he wouldn't. And somehow it, he like ropes him into it. There's a point where we have like fads there and, and like there's just like more of that conflict of like the, you know, talking shit and stuff. And it turns into like a, you know, a challenge to play beer pong. Sammy's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not going to drink. And he's like, you don't have to. Like, I'm really good at this game. Was him challenging him and then losing on purpose? Was that to get him to drink and loosen up? I couldn't tell if that was like smart writing or if it was just he sucked. I don't think he lost on purpose. I think he did. I think he just sucked. Yeah, no, I think he just was trying to get him to play. And I don't, it's like, for to what you're saying, I think like, yes, it would be smart writing if it was like this way to get him to bond with them and loosen up and all that. But I don't think it was that deep. I think he just wanted to play beer pong <laughs> or like he wants Sammy to, ha- to like be, he wants like, um, companionship i think it's less about sammy and more about or I'm, I'm sorry less about shiloh and more about him having people to drink and party with i was watching something recently where somebody it was some show and it was like a joke about like your generation used to play beer pong with beer in the cups and i like just started laughing where i was like yeah that's what our generation did and i guess they don't do that now they just play with water in the cups and sip their beers smarter fucking move I was gonna say, you know how much dirt, you know how much dirt we drank <laughs> because of playing it like that. Yeah, though? it's disgusting. I actually said this recently. I hate that people do water cups now. It defeats the purpose of a drinking game because you don't drink anymore. I'm with Jay. Look, I I wouldn't play at either. I mean, I, I, if I was ever to play beer pong now at beer pong at 38 or whatever, I would play water cups because I'm not gonna do beer shots. You mean you don't want to do whiskey shots? <laughs> Oh, the danger cup with hard liquor in it? Jesus Christ, what a fucking terrible idea all of that If you was. played the game right, you spread two beers over ten cups, you're playing with someone else, you end up drinking a beer per game. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's fine. But now people sit at a table for hours and not get drunk because, and not that I'm like on a mission to get drunk anymore, but again, the purpose of the game was to drink beer and then like you just don't drink anymore because it's just water cups all day. Problem with water cups is they sink it, you take a sip. When you were doing like a shot of beer, when you were doing it fit, like with beer cups, it made the amount more consistent. Like it was easier to track. There were consequences. <laughs> there were certainly consequences <laughs> and repercussions. Just ask Berg's tub. <laughs> I, w- I want to go back to. Um, I, I did glance past it. There's a whole scene where because we find out when Alex finds out that Shiloh has a girlfriend, they get into this whole thing about it, and she eventually shows up, and he's like, "What the hell would you bring a girlfriend to college for?" And, you know, he sees a future with her. But when she comes up, she has these, like, two were they accounting majors with her that, like, um, she's basically assembling his financial team. Like, already, like, again, she's, she looks at her boyfriend as an acquisition. Did anybody else think one of them was Rain Wilson? He kind of gave off that vibe. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit. I thought one of them was familiar enough to look up and be like, who are these guys? And nothing tracked, really. So maybe that's what my brain was thinking. I mean, she's supposed to be, like, overbearing, but you know what? She she got she did all the hard stuff. She got him a team that's going to take care of him and all this other stuff. Tells him not to drink before practice so he looks good. She's a, a good person, basically. In theory, like, but the motives are wrong. It's yeah. not for him. It's for her. 
I will say this, though. One of the hard things about doing shows like this when you're trying not to know anything about the other episodes when you haven't seen a show is, like, I'm looking up the list of characters, and it's like, niece, Shiloh's ex-girlfriend. And you're like, okay, well, I know this isn't a long-term storyline, is it? Oh, man. Spoilers, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> we get that conversation between Alex and her as well, where she's like, she's slamming Alex for being a backup quarterback, but he's talking about all the joy of being the, the backup. Cause you get all the perks of being a quarterback. He doesn't have to show up to classes. He gets girls, but like, there's no pressure to play. There's no pain. He gets a lot of, what was it? What was the trickle down bang? <laughs> Basically, trickle down banging he's he's admitting that he's getting the seconds from the starters but he doesn't really care so um which is a failed ronald reagan economics uh joke so maybe that was in line with the economics major guys they were accounting majors accounting majors yeah well trickle down economics accounting i have a question this is a a smart character right here because Ooh. like the alex i love the backup quarterback lazy person um aspect of this what's the question after that speech did you guys think <laughs> uh, it was a statement but i'll you know what, i'll propose something after that speech did you guys assume the qb was going to get injured in the next scene and he all of a sudden varsity blues it he had to become the starter i think yes. they're going to lean towards that because we see flashes of it like i i think the idea is going to be he's begrudgingly going to end up being the starting quarterback of the team yeah yeah you see him throw a pass and it's like a perfect spiral and then once um, Denise leaves those guys and Thad's talking to Alex and Shiloh, it's when we get that whole thing about the, the two girls, you know, um, kissing. And Alex is like, no, actually, that's really gay. He's like, what? It's two chicks making out. How's that gay? It's like, no, that's like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like, that's, that's gay. And he goes, yeah. And my face actually just looks like your ass. <laughs> i'll say this i like this character and i, I do too <laughs> i yeah. thought he was too much uh it was a little too it was a little too cartoony for me he's he's a little too much too cartoony but his last evil villain face acting i thought was the funniest thing of the whole show <laughs> but yeah this uh this dialogue is what leads into the actual beer pong game that i mentioned earlier and when we cut to the game, we find out, like, you know, he's not so good. Uh, Alex doesn't live up to his expectations. Now Shiloh's trashed, and he didn't want to drink at all. There were ways around it. Alex could have done all the drinking or agreed to do all the drinking if he just played with them, but it didn't work out that way. So now they're both hammered. This is not tournament rules with, like, a referee. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you just kind of go. By the way, it drives me crazy that the game ends on a bounce and no one tries to swat. Yeah, maybe that's different rules at different places, though. I've that's always true. been under the assumption you can swat away a bounce, but maybe. In the Northeast region, you can do that. In the Blue Mountain region, apparently there's a no swatting rule. There's that cut, too, to the billy goat that's eating from the bowl, and Sammy, like, bends over, like, into that area and throws up into the goat's food, and the goat <laughs> continues to eat out of the bowl, and I thought that was so gross. It just made me think of that line in Rambo 1 where he's like, he can eat things and I'm like a billy goat puke. And I was like, are they trying to make a Rambo first blood joke here? <laughs> and of course, as that's happening, the actual guy, like the mascot and two of the cheerleaders happen to be watching and they don't realize it's, you know, Sammy, the weird kid who was trying to be the new mascot. And then when he looks up, it was, he was like, oh no, I wasn't puking. It must've been something I ate. And <laughs> the girl's like, yeah, probably a dick. 
And the, <laughs> and, the, and the mascot dude's like, hey, this is my fight. I'll say the insults. Yeah, you probably ate a dick. <laughs> Later, dick breath. So that original mascot, he did a lot of work with the Lonely Island. He was in um called Hot Rod and a few other movies. Oh, I'd have to like look back now and like see if I if I remember him. Hot Rod is funny, but and Hot Rod, he's the Asian guy that goes like does the weird dance. Yeah. And then all during all like the like post beer pong stuff is when that girl like approaches Alex. She's being like very flirty with them, so like you know that like you know that the intention is for her to like take him home or for to go home with him. And the we get to the next scene, and sure enough, it's like the two of them in bed in the morning. But he's like sniffing around in bed, and he comes to realize I I misread this at first. So he smells piss, and he's like, "Oh, that's piss." And he questions at first, though. The question is kind of funny. Is that piss? <laughs> it's like no hookup is good when you wake up, and it doesn't matter whose it is. You have to ask that question. I thought I don't want to be gross, but I thought that was going to be like a squirt situation, and he just didn't know what was going on at first, and like that was going to be where that led to. Interesting. You, your non-secure browser watching porn ass went to fucking squirt in the bed before pissed in the bed. That is what you've watched too much. Because they had sex all night. <laughs> I was thinking it, Joe. You said it. And as much as as much as people don't like to talk about it, Squirt's got some pee-pee in there. It's just it's just fact. It's, it's just a fact of life. So I thought that was going to be, he just had not experienced that yet. And then she was going to educate him about the situation. And I thought that's where that was going. That's not where it went. Oh, it went to him being disgusted by this act, like that he slept with this person who couldn't come back in to get his like papers. Well, it was all the pee because like the sound effects, if you guys were listening, like they made it sound like that bed was like doused in it. Like it was, they were making like watery, squishy noises when he was moving around in the bed. It was They gross. did a good job too, where they made the entire back of his boxer shorts completely soaked, like just the back. All I saw was him go like, ugh, I didn't, I didn't notice anything else. I saw him sniff his hand. Yeah, so he runs out of the house, well, the, the dorm in general, and you see him outside on the phone, and he's calling Sammy. And I don't know what Sammy is. I think he's, he might have still been at the party, like, asleep on the couch, because he lives with Alex, right? <laughs> he wasn't but in did, there. Did we mention the notebook before now? The notebooks they all have? Oh, we I know. glanced past it. We glanced past a very large plot point. I thought I missed it. And when you were talking about how they said that it was gay in the hazing, the, the hazing was gay. You never mentioned right. it, though. So, okay. So at this point, Alex realizes that he's missing his notebook. Now, to backtrack and explain the notebook, Thad gave all the freshmen a notebook that was full of secrets from all the players that you have to keep on your possession at all times. And if any of these secrets leak out, then it's a world of hurt for you because, you know, you kind of betrayed the team. So now, because Alex ran out in such an abrupt hurry, he didn't take his notebook with him. He's calling Sammy to go back to the room and retrieve it, even though that girl is still in the room. But it's like, he, he left it under his piss-soaked mattress, right? That's what he said it was, was like slid under the mattress. That's what I was alluding to before. It's like, why can't he go back up there and get it just because she's in there in this pee? Like, yeah, like it is what it is. Just go back and then grab it. But it was just to make that next scene happen. It's, yeah, to make this next thing happen. So Sammy walks in, woman's awake, and she's looking at him and going, I know it was you. You came in here last night. You pulled out that little cock of yours and pissed all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I laughed so hard at this. I did not expect that to be the resolve. When it was, when the question was who wet the bed, I didn't think it was going to be 
that Sammy walked in after those two had sex and he just peed on them. (laughs) (laughs) But that to me isn't that funny. It's this monologue and this reading of these lines from her that I think is so fucking funny. Because she's saying it seductively. Anytime someone is saying something seductive to you and refers to you pulling out your little cock, that's always going to be funny. I mean, she was into it. Now is basically inviting Sammy to fuck her now, so... In a bed soaked with piss. <laughs> yes. Well, it's his pee. It is at least his pee, yeah. So, um, he's game. That doesn't game. make it better. He's, so he, he just, he heads right over, and now he's gonna fuck the same woman that his buddy fucked last night. No shower, covered in pee. They could have, like, went elsewhere, right? Like, they probably have a couch in the dorm. Like, you don't have to do it in that fucking pee-soaked bed. They, they could have went to his room. But I think this woman's kind of turned on by it, right? Like, she liked that Sammy Peter. It does appear her, so. to be. Yeah, she's into the grime. As he's, like, heading into bed to do this, we cut back to football practice. <laughs> and while they're playing, we see, like, a scrimmage between, you know, the team. You know, they, they got their offense against their defense just getting ready. And that, like, tackles the shit out of, was it Alex or Shil- Shiloh that he tackled? He tackles Sh- tackle Shiloh. Tackle Shiloh. Joe, get it out of your system. No, look, I know you're all expecting me to be like, 9-11-9-11-9-11. And of course, you know, my ears perk up. But then I look up and I'm like, oh, I get the joke. They say 9-11, never forget. It's like they're a tag team. They're both numbers 9 and 11. You know what their numbers aren't? 9 or 11. That seems like the most missed opportunity. Now it just seems fucking super weird and out of nowhere. They're both defensive players. So you call them like the Twin Towers. That's why it was. You could have just made their numbers 9 and 11, though. That joke is so easy, and it's right there. That, those positions don't usually get those numbers. Uh, yeah, but shows like this also don't pay attention to details. <laughs> so. Well, when I become the commissioner of the NFL, I'm going to make a change for that. So, if my mem- Well, they have made changes, actually, in the last couple of years. If my memory serves me correctly, though, at that time of the episode, to have numbers 9 or 11, you would have had to have been a quarterback or a kicker. There's literally number rules? Yeah. Yeah. They've loosened up on them a little bit. They've changed a couple things, but that's why like linemen are always like in the sixties. Linebackers are in the fifties, things like that. Receivers tend to be in the teens or the eighties. A lot of running backs are in the thirties and twenties. Is anybody 69? Yes, Gordo. How many times do you have like a, a bet with someone? Uh, how many times you could say 69 in the episode? What's no. the goal? Cause I think you're at five or six already. I figured 69 would come up. He said it again. He said it, he said it a number of times. No, I'm we need just more wondering. funny numbers. Somebody has to figure out more funny numbers. Brock Lesnar actually wore it um, when he was on the practice squad for the um, Vikings. Vikings, yeah, and he refused to learn plays, so they cut him. Yeah, so they cut him. And we did find out today that Brock Lesnar played football and maybe likes pee stuff. Yeah, today was a weird day, and re- um, the day of recording, um, we found out a lot of stuff about Vince McMahon, who um, probably would have got along with this woman. Um, <laughs> Very well. Vince McMahon, terrible human being. Allegedly. I don't think I need to throw it allegedly on that one. I just don't. I don't know if there wasn't like a court thing yet, right? I'm just saying, like, at the time of this recording. Yeah, but you, you don't have to say allegedly when there's also, I'm not just referring to today's actions. I'm referring to the last 70 years. It's still all allegedly, though. He's right. I'm not saying until proven guilty. Okay, I'm going to say allegedly to cover ourselves so we don't have to get a, a lawyer here. Allegedly terrible human. Wink. If anything happens, it's on your bank fuck, not ours. Yours. Yours. You can't, <laughs> can't get what you can't get. What? 
<laughs> you can't get what you can't get. <laughs> I was making a joke that I'm poor, but and it came out really bad. How the turntables. <laughs> it was like a bad line in a rap battle that like didn't work or something. I don't know what that was. So now we get to the sidelines and Shiloh and Alex are there. And Shiloh's like obviously not having a good time. And he makes reference that I can't believe they're making us practice with these stupid notebooks, which is only being mentioned so Alex can mention that he doesn't even have his. And that gets cut off by the coach whistle. And we find out that second team has to go in. So he goes in. And then Alex, this is the first time we see Alex actually playing football. And we referenced it earlier. He like instantly throws like a beautiful touchdown pass. And as soon as that happens, the coach is like, hey, keep that up and you might make it to starter. And he's like, oh, shit, because like he deep down, like he's not just saying it. He wants to be a backup. Yeah. So the next play, he goes back out there because he's asked to run it again and just very deliberately throws an interception. Still to run it again, and then the other coach for some reason has nasal spray and he's up <laughs> yeah, his nose. I didn't get that. <laughs> it's like what the he aggressively takes a hit of nasal spray for some reason. Was it smelling salt? No, no it looked it like nasal, nasal spray. spray. Oh, smelling salt can come in that kind of thing, though. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever seen smelling salt. Yeah, maybe. And after that, we cut to Sammy and that woman laying in that piss-soaked bed together, and now they're reading the notebook. So now they're going over all like these secrets that the players have, like one of them's first parents, uh, first parents, one of them's parents or first cousins. One of them's just like, I've never been to Disneyland. And they're like, that's not even a secret. <laughs> that's just like a thing. And as they continue to read, Chester Tams comes up and Chester is the mascot. So now Sammy's like, oh shit, like I have leverage. Like this is what's going to make him like the ex mascot of the uh, mountain goats. And at this point, like, you know, not to spoil it just yet, that's his real name, by the way. Chester Tam? Yeah. So he oh. went by his real name on the show, and that's weird. I thought for a second they named him after Chester Cheeto. Just because of the Chester part? <laughs> no, I thought Chester Tam was the name of Chester Chirito. Chester Chirito? What's wrong with you? Chester Chester Chirito. Oh, Mike. Joe, um, you just stepped back in. Just, I want to catch you up by asking you a question. Uh, Cheetos, right? Um, do you remember the name of the mascot? Chester? Chester what? Cheeto? Yeah, are you sure it's not Chester Chirito? <laughs> Gordo thought it was Chester Chirito. <laughs> You didn't think his last name was the name of the product? I got I can't say cheetah and Cheetos. So, I, so my brain. You had to stop to say Cheeto. I, I, I almost said Chirito again. Because there's too much chef. But I thought oh, man, that was can... a joke that they were going for. Was that he's named after Chester Cheeto. So Chester Tam is the mascot. Turns out that's the character. The character and the actor have the same name. He's play, it's, it, the actor is going by his, um, his real name in the show. And then Gordo thinks Chester Tam was named after Chester Cheeto. So Chester Tam's parents <laughs> were big no fans reason. of Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Chester Cheeto. <laughs> well, now we have another shirt. Oh, that's up there uh, for me. 
<laughs> we have so many characters we need drawn that are in our universe now, and now we need someone to draw a good Chester Chirito. Speaking of, not to tangent too much, but um, I feel like we missed a golden opportunity, like the day that Steamboat Willie became public domain and everyone made a shirt. Like, we should have had a shirt ready at that time. I feel like now that, like, the excitement of that has already died down, but... It would have been fun to have our version of a Steamboat Willie shirt that day. And it would have been fun to have, like, literally any shirt <laughs> available for people to get. How <laughs> about we have a conversation about yeah. that? We're done recording this very long Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take care of that soon. <laughs> so now we get back to practice, and Thad's checking for the notebooks. And, and while they're doing that, Shiloh's trying to help Alex out because he knows he doesn't have it. He's like, hey, man, after I give him mine, I'm going to slide it behind my back so you can grab it and then show it to him so you know he thinks you have yours too the real bro move i like this character a lot <laughs> especially because like alex hasn't been like awesome <laughs> like for shiloh like so it's not like you know he owes him much he's actually done nothing but let him down <laughs> yeah we did shave his ass yeah not as a favor <laughs> he, he was forced <laughs> to do it alex doesn't want to alex kind of wants to stand up and and tell Thad that this whole thing's dumb and you know, he doesn't want to let this dude like ruin their lives. I know they had a, they've had a lot of interactions, but I thought they should have, you know, butted heads a little more for him to want to beat him and say no to him there and all this other stuff. He just wasn't pushed enough for me for him to act, start acting this way to him. And then also, like, while they're having this conversation, after like uh, Shiloh's being like an ultimate bro and trying to help out. You know, he's saying like, hey, man, like, I need you to be on board because like it's going to come down on me, too. And like, I'm already like playing like shit today because I listened to you and now my girlfriend won't talk to me. And then Alex is like, well, you know, your girlfriend kind of sucks. And it's like, even though that's true, it's like how you need to be closer with someone before you have that conversation. Although he knows that because he kind of mumble quietly says it, right? He says it, he realizes what he's doing, and he knows he can't just come out and say it right to his face. What if I give the show too much credit and I say he did it on purpose because he didn't have the book and he didn't want to get in trouble? He knew they'd end up in a Gatorade table brawl? Well, yeah, because, I mean, while he's going over all these reasons why he thinks his buddy's girlfriend sucks, he's like, oh, also, there's no way that girl's a virgin. Virgins don't go to state colleges. You know, that causes like a real fight between the two. And then Shiloh throws him through that table and the whole team's watching along. Are we just going to take bets on like where that's how we're going to we're going to find that out. And that's why they break up. Yeah. Well, it flashes to it later in the episode. We, we see some stuff later on that we'll get to. And while they're having this fight, by the way, the coaches are just like watching along. <laughs> they don't even try to break up the fight, but they have that kind of like evil villain side conversation was like. That Moran kid seems to have a problem that needs correcting. And then like the fight ends and it's like later in the day or kind of in the early evening now, but we're still on the football field and we see Shiloh sitting down on a bench and Alex goes and joins them. And they're just kind of like, I don't know, they got it out of their system. Right. So now they're just kind of cool again. You know, they're having a conversation. Shiloh's venting a little bit, explaining this stuff. Like in we've, you know, the whole, um, how Denise tells him that like by not nutting he'll have like the testosterone that'll make him a better player and stuff like that. And Alex is trying to tell him like, Hey, you know, I've accepted, like, I'm going to just be a middle school gym teacher after this. Like, that's what my dad did. That's what I'm going to do. And that's fine. I'm going to have fun while I'm here and I'm going to make the most of these four years. And I think you should do the same. 
Now, like, I, I will say, I understand Alex's mindset in point, and I can't say that I disagree as far as Alex goes. Although but Shiloh Alex, has you, potential. Yeah, well, technically Alex does too, but he's hiding it because we're seeing that he's hiding right. his potential. Yeah, you see how good of a player he actually is. But, like, Shiloh is someone who we are learning is, like, expected to be the top college player. Like, he's expected to be a potential Heisman winner in a couple of years. So, for him, you can't just fucking let loose and go wild and enjoy the years. Like, if that's your direction. If you want to make it to the pros and do all this stuff, like, then you have to stay focused. Can I ask a sports-based question again that I don't know the answer to? Is it no longer a thing where, like, people get drafted out of high school to go straight into the NFL? Like, if this dude's supposed to be the hottest college prospect... Yeah, you're never allowed like, to go from high school. Only to the NBA. NFL. And only NBA, NBA doesn't okay. allow it either. NBA now, you have to do one year of college. And in football, you have to do three years of college. I think hockey, it's allowed, but you have to get drafted to the minor league team. Baseball, too, I think. But yeah, no. For football, you after your junior year of college, you can be um, eligible for the draft. Yeah, you'd get murdered if you were straight from high school into the NFL. Well, I mean, you don't know. Sometimes you see some people who are huge and they could be hold their own, you know? Yeah, but during college, you put on that weight, man with weight. Ba- with basketball, it's, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. You make them do one year of college, and it's literally to just boost NCAA like ratings and stuff. Because going to college for one year, like if you're like an all-time, like, so when LeBron got drafted, it was still straight from high school, right? Had it been different, and he went to any random college for a year, He's not getting an education. It's just to put eyes on the product until he moves on. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't do anything. At least with these NFL guys, like, you got, even if you declared early, like, you got most of your college, like, credits in, and you could probably go back after and, like, finish up your last year over, you know, some online courses or something. It actually seems kind of bullshit, though, to make somebody do three years and be one year shy of graduating. Like, they should make it four so you can at least come out of it with a degree. To be fair, though, if you're making it into the NFL and you're talking about like top level prospects, you're a you're a millionaire at that point. Top level. Top level. Sure. Yeah. But how many people just have a bad knee the first year and go out of sports and stuff? Right. Like then what are you going to do? You get a signing bonus and all this. other. Yeah. But if you're like a sixth round draft pick out of your junior year, like you're not making all that crazy money. And but also if you're 20 and you've got a couple hundred K, that's not going to last you very long. I feel like they just like players like that are just betting on themselves. Like I'll prove everyone wrong. Like, and then weirdly, you can just destroy your knees in football and then become a wrestler. I never understood that. So many wrestlers are like, I was a football player and I destroyed my knees. Like, well, you need your knees a lot in wrestling too. Like, I, I understand that was that's... weird too. I don't understand all the you know physics behind it, but yeah, for some reason it it, it seems to work out. Now I can do backflips and land on a fucking mat that's like a quarter inch thick. Like what? FYI, the NFL league minimum salary for a rookie is $750,000, which is way more than I thought it was, honestly. If you make the team. Oh, that's right. true, too. That's also like, um, I know it's different now, but in the major league, when Tom Berenger is trying to like give, you know, they're trying to like talk him up, and he's like, I actually make the league minimum. But like now, if you're like, I actually make the league minimum, it's like, oh, you make... Three quarters of a million dollars a year. Well, baseball is different though. That's the veteran minimum. Yeah, but also too, um, practice squad players make twelve thousand play uh, twelve thousand dollars per week, or two hundred and sixteen thousand for eighteen weeks. Veteran players with over two years of experience will make the minimum of sixteen thousand one hundred per week, or two hundred and eighty nine thousand eight hundred for eighteen weeks. 
Imagine getting your bi-weekly paycheck and it's 32 grand. <laughs> like, I don't even, my head couldn't handle that. But that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, that's what these dudes are looking at. Like, so you do that for a couple of years, you, you, you're pretty good. If you do it for a couple of years and you're responsible, but knowing you're your least True. responsible between the ages of like 18 and 24, that's when I was for sure the worst with money in my entire life. But yeah, anyways, I, I want to jump back into this because Sammy shows up at the practice and he gives Alex the notebook. And as he hands it to him, he's asking him, like, hey, do you know where the trophy room is? And we cut to, like, the trophy room, and the mascot for the team is, like, walking up to the trophy case. And all the while, Sammy's, like, peeping at him, like, through, like, a cracked door. And the mascot just starts, like, jerking off looking at trophies. <laughs> Why? This isn't funny? This isn't interesting? This is just a oh, weird, this is like, funny. You think it's funny? You laughed at the scene? You thought this was good humor? I did a goat jerking off in a trophy room. Come on. I can't Come believe on. you're going to greenlight this show, Gordo. I can't fucking believe it. I didn't think that so much like that. This was funny, but I did like the way that I thought the dialogue between the two after was kind of funny for a little bit when Sammy reveals himself that he's been watching and he has this recorded and <laughs> the, the dude Chester's like, it's not what you think. Like I, I dropped my ring in my pants. <laughs> he's like, Oh Yeah. He's like, you must do that a lot. And that's when he reads like the excerpt from the notebook, which says like, you know, Chester Tam, I jerk off in the trophy room every morning in full mascot gear, mascot gear, which is like mascot. Yeah. Mascots. <laughs> now, is he cleaning the mascot uniform? Is he jerking off I, into a condom? Ooh, I hope it's not in the uniform, but because that's going to be hard to clean. I'd imagine. Well, there's probably an opening in the front so he can pee. Well, I don't know. You see him going for it in his, Dick seems to be inside of it still. <laughs> yeah, well, so now Sammy's like, hey, I already pre-wrote up your resignation papers to be the mascot. And he's like, are you blackmailing me? Like, I'm just going to blackmail you and let people know that you're threatening to blackmail me. And he's like, well, I have it videotaped. He's like, yeah, but you videotaped yourself threatening to blackmail me. He's like, I'm going to erase that part. I thought that was kind of funny. He's also way bigger than him. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass and take the that's, camera. That's like, the one thing I didn't get. The way that that ended, I thought he was going to punch him. Like, he's he now is someone that you already don't like. You are a foot taller than him, like, physically dominating this dude. And he's threatening to ruin your life. And you're not taking a shot when he's being, like, fucking snide with you. Like, that I didn't Knocking the camera out of his hand, anything. Right. Well, like, he's live streaming in the... um. In 2010. So now we cut to Alex, who's in bed, and someone comes up from behind him and like covers his mouth with his hand, and he gets dragged off. And now we're at the football field again, and we see him and Shiloh both like being like unmasked, and they're standing in the middle of the field, and the whole team is like looking on. And what we find out is both of them had compromised their notebooks. the The two of them were the only ones accused of being like losing contact, and Alex is denying it, says that he never lost it. And then Thad's like, well, you know, I, I know someone who would disagree with you. And that's when the woman that he slept with earlier, that older woman, like, walks up. And apparently she's just, like, um, a long-known team groupie who just kind of fucks the whole team. She, she even has a dialogue where she just openly admits that she likes to fuck the football players because she cares about this team so much. Like it's, a, like, it's a good service that she does for them. I keep going back to baseball movies, but is this also sort of like she's basically Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham? I made the same connection. Yeah. Did you? All right. I'm glad it wasn't just me. All right. That's exactly what this feels like she's portraying, right? Never saw it. 
So I don't know. It's good. And she's kind of like just saying like, I don't know, it's weird. Like she fucked him because he was a player, but then was like almost, but she's upset that he didn't follow through with the notebook thing. <laughs> right? Like it's like, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. Well, she's part of the team. In a way. Yeah, she's kind of a de facto member, I guess, right? He's been very bad and he deserves to be punished. And then Shiloh's like, why am I here? Like, I never lost my notebook. He's like, yeah, that's right. Like, Mr. Perfect, you never lose anything. And let me introduce you to the first thing you'll ever lose. It's a chocolate cookie race. And then everyone starts (laughs) cheering. Now, again, again, this makes no sense. Like, I know we're trying to get to this race thing, but why was, why was Shiloh brought in this way like the rest of the team why you know like why is um why was this whole upfront thing that you two were the ones that had your things compromised he's like but i didn't have it compromised and he goes yeah because you're so perfect it's like well wait what happened here like this doesn't doesn't make any sense sense. at least if they were like we know you were going to try to give your book to him yes to cover for him and that's why you're part of this you'd be like well that makes sense you're getting punished for it like when he offered to do it they should have did it and he caught it and said you don't think we number each book? Like I saw that, like, right. you know, I got the number 12 book twice. Like you think I'm dumb. That would have made sense. It would have. The only connection I can think of is every time he's seen him, they've been together. So they, he just kind of correlates them as one unit. So now as everyone's cheering for this chocolate cookie race, Sammy runs up and now he's wearing the official mascot uh, costume. And when dad's like, who are you? He's like, Oh, I'm your new mascot. And he hands Chester's letter of resignation and he shows Alex's picture and goes, Hey, who's fingering whose girlfriend now? And it's just a, a selfie he took of him fucking that girl in his pissy bed. And their um, I don't know, their friendship, he thinks that's really funny. Alex is on board. He thought it was hilarious. I did laugh again though, because he looks at the picture, he goes, Is that my bed? He goes, Yeah, that's piss all over it. <laughs> that fucking line is so stupidly funny. So now dad's like well, where's your notebook? He's like, well, I, I didn't get a notebook. Somehow that's a throwaway. To, that led to nothing, but it did lead to you have to be in this race now. I mean, it makes sense, though, because Chester had a notebook, right? Because he had secrets were in there. Should have been like, oh, you're on the team now. Well, you missed hazing, so now you're proud of this. It, it didn't make sense. The way they worded to it was weird. So now we're, it's chocolate cookie race time, and you see the three of them all in like just jock straps, wearing nothing but jock straps. And that and and dad shows up and he's going to be part of the race for reasons that were not explained. Like, why is he doing it? And it was almost like because he's such a competitor, like they were like looking up to like his um, willingness to take part in this. The coaches in the stand saying that watching this is even weirder. Yes. As they're watching along as all these boys are going to run around and and to let those of you listening understand like this race, the premise of the race is. They have to stick an Oreo cookie in their ass and then run basically across the field. And the first one to the end zone without dropping the cookie out of their butt wins. It was just funny because I was watching and I go, chocolate cookie race. And I go, ooh, that's for me. (laughs) And then then you find out the premise. I'm like, never mind. The way this show is going, I just thought it was going to be like a circle jerk thing. Me too. Then he goes, what? That's not gay. (laughs) Go back to that joke. It's two Oreo cookies kissing. He's like, what? It's okay. Well, well, he did say that when they explained the rules to it. When, when, they, when he was done explaining the rules, they were like, this seems very gay. And he goes, it's not gay. Stop saying that. Like, it's ruining it for him every time they call something he's doing gay. The race actually starts. And, like, as they're running, there's a few different cutaways, like, in the middle of the race. And 
the first one we see is Shiloh's girlfriend who's like laying in bed and you see her like, you know, you know, dressed in like lingerie and like flagging someone over to the bed. And then it turns over and it's the two girls that were supposed to fuck Shiloh, like in the earlier part of the episode who I thought she beat up. So I don't like understand why those same two girls would come back. But uh, yeah, that one girl says, I think she broke my nose as she's walking away. You broke his nose, Angus. I didn't take this as reality. I took this as uh, Shiloh's paranoia after he after he, Alex said to him, she's not a virgin. She went to state college and whatnot. Oh, I took this as what's going on behind his back. Yeah, I don't know because I haven't seen any more. I'm just saying that's how I took it. I, I felt more on Ferg's side with this one. Yeah, I thought they were like just envisioning things. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, huh. yeah, the other one is um, Chester like crying naked in the shower like looking at a picture of like him as the mascot with the cheerleaders he's doing the crying game ace ventura crying in the shower thing yeah like i could see how that would be like <laughs> sammy's kind of fantasy thing or what's going on in his brain but see i, I thought that I, was reality i thought this was all reality i mean again we don't know for sure because we don't have any context for the future if you know listeners let us know yeah we we're kind of split on it watching which is interesting Goro can let us know when he finishes the show after he green lights it Berg, you're gonna be the one that hate watches it so there is a chance you would do that for you love to hate watch things. I do, but this was really bad that I didn't even enjoy hating it. I'm not lying. I'm, I'm kind of expecting to wake up tomorrow to see a, a note in the chat from like 3 a.m. where you're like, couldn't sleep, watch the first season. It turns you know, out they were. I like, might do it. I'm Honestly, I might. There we go. We got one of us then. The race concludes and Alex wins and everyone's cheering, but we find out that as he was racing and we do see it in the middle of the race, the cookie falls out of his ass. We didn't know it was his cookie at the time. We just saw a cookie fall out. I do appreciate that the editing of not seeing whose cookie it was. So you knew it was somebody you're waiting for it. Also good physical acting and comedy with the running, the waddles. I thought it was meant to be something that he cheated and accused him of or whatever. But um, when the other guy runs up and goes, I was watching the whole time. I did think they were cheating and yes. it, it was yes. the, uh, Alex's cookie. I mean, it wasn't Alex's cookie, it was the other dude's, and he just held it up to blame Alex. Wouldn't that have been funnier, though, if they made him eat it, and Alex walked away and was like, wait a minute, and he didn't realize he still had it in there? Like, that's <laughs> a, funnier, a funny ending, too. That would have been great. Why didn't you check? I didn't think to check. I don't know. I didn't feel it anymore. <laughs> and he pulls it out, it's all squished, and he's like, I couldn't feel it anymore, yeah. So Thad's, like, super in his face now. He's, like, almost being very Jim Carrey-esque in this moment where he's, like, super in his face, telling him to eat this cookie. And he does Jim Carrey rubber face here, too, when he walks away. So maybe that was his inspiration for this scene. He also drops a breakfast club line and says, mess with the bull, you get the horns. It feels like they were doing a lot of references to high school movies and high school things in a college show, which seems kind of odd. I was so confused about this race because I because th- they all end up eating it. Only the winner doesn't have the winner to. doesn't eat it. Everyone's a loser who's not the winner, so every loser has to eat their cookie. But I thought that that was only if you drop the cookie. Apparently not. That's what I thought, too. They weren't specific enough with the rules, but we yeah, saw the Yeah, I'm on your side so. with this one. They should have explained that more. But the way it worked out is that now all three of the freshmen, Sammy, Shiloh, and Alex, are all going to have to eat these cookies. And everyone's chanting, like, cookie, cookie. And you could even tell they're all smushed. You know, they don't look like a regular Oreo anymore because they've all been panini pressed in these guys' butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and if a girl did it, Gordo, would they be yeah. punani pressed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it was in the front. 
So they all eat these cookies and everyone's cheering and dad's like going fucking wild. He's like making all these weird, like, you know, again, wild stifler kind of later stifler, not original stifler. Like when he became a clown stifler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And he's like running around and laughing and jumping. (laughs) Later stifler. (laughs) He said that like it was the most natural thing. Like you guys are talking about later stifler. Me and Jay have had this conversation before. He changes so drastically from the early movies to the later ones. It closes with dad, like breaking away from the crowd. And then he's like off on his own on in the middle of the field. And he pulls the cookie out of his ass and then like sniffs it and then decides to just eat it secretly while no one's looking at him. His face really got me at this point. His face is very funny. funny, Yeah. And that was the close of the episode. He is the gem of this show. He is. He's so good. I don't, personally agree but why did he eat his own cookie that's because he's in like, it he's, yeah because he's a weirdo no okay weirdo i get thank you nick but just because if you think he's if he's gay sure or whatever but like wouldn't he want to eat somebody else's cookie yeah i don't know if it's necessarily a gay thing i just think he loves all this the whole hazing college thing like is fun for him and he likes being a part of it like to just watch these guys race wasn't enough he wanted to be part of the race and to see all them eat the cookie, like he almost feels like he's missing out because he didn't have to eat a cookie. So, and it is an interesting way to take it too. Like normally, you just have like the bully guy who is hazing the freshman. They they did get kind of creative with him by making him so weird that he participates in these things even though he doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, it's a very well written smart yeah. show. <laughs> No, what I want to know is, I hope that somebody from Spike TV actually did reach out to try to get Oreo clearance. You know, like, hey, maybe you throw a little money our way for this pilot episode we're doing where we'll advertise your cookies. Can we see the scene? Don't ever call here again. What the fuck? Do you think Even you Hydrox was like, absolutely not. We, we just talked about the whole show. Um, th- there's not a lot of notes on it. I assume you guys might have seen this, too, but I thought this was really interesting. The first time you see this team actually play against another team is in episode 12 of season three. Wow, really? So like the end of the series? <laughs> yeah, basically. I will say, though, I think that's a good thing. Keep the football part of it to a minimum mm. and try to do the comedy. Because that's what I always thought the league did really well, right? Like it's about football. They talk about football. You see football. But it's not the driving force of the show. I think if you do that, you'll get more people watching it because you don't have to actually be a big football fan to get this show or a show like that right i think we've covered this in pretty good depth i don't know if there's much else to say about this show uh that we won't cover in our green lights anyways so um i'm gonna go in the order i see you guys in so joe starting with you yeah i don't i don't don't even have like the the energy to muster up like an angry cancel on this one it's just not very good there's a couple of funny lines and a couple of okay performances and maybe this show gets better but I just felt like it was dragging and it wasn't funny. And I hate the fucking music so much. The music is like, if I was going to be on any, maybe I could watch this. Maybe I could say there was enough funny things to watch another episode. Knowing I'd have to hear that fucking song again is enough. And like all the interstitial music, I can't. You I can hated it so intros. much. They play music throughout the show. They're the soundtrack too. This, like, we made a commercial about like, the, uh, the reference to, like, it's a beer commercial, and, like, twins, and, like, bitter beer face, and, like, what's up? That's what this show is. This entire show was 28 whole fucking minutes of what's up humor, and for that, it gets such a fucking cancel. Berg. 
Like, this show's very much a product of its time, and I wish I could watch it as my 2010 self to tell you what I actually like think of it. But I don't think even I would have liked it back then, because all the things we compared it to, like those uh, American Pie movies, like the spinoff ones that went right to video, it's like, I hate those. And I watch those in real time, and I hate them so much. It's just a, a goofy show. It, like Joe said, it has a few lines that make me laugh, but there was nothing truly redeemable of it. I hated the main character. I hated his little sidekick. I only like Silo and um, sorry, Shiloh and um, what's his name? Um, the defensive bully guy. They're the only two characters I have in the show, and you're and you're not supposed to like him. And I'm like, he's the best character in the show. If that's the best character and like the only redeeming thing, it's not a good show. Again, too, I'm upset. that I think this show had potential with a good script, good writing. It's a decent premise. But as of now, just cancel. Nick. Um, kind of piggybacking off of what Ferg said. All right. I'm going to swerve here a little bit because talking about it made me realize I did kind of enjoy it a little bit more than I thought I did. And seeing it through the eyes of the demographic is important, right? Like that is who they're trying to go after. Are We've the, said that the, with kids shows before. Right, yeah. And so like being in your 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 early your, your late teens, early 20s, that's who they're going after. And I think seeing it through those eyes, it's probably I I think I have to greenlight it. Like I think there's enough there. It's just barely there, but there is enough there. And I'm saying that because when you guys were talking about like hate watching it, I realized I do kind of want to see the second episode. Um, and just see, because the story isn't awful. I mean, you want to see what happens as this guy become the, the main quarterback. Uh, and you do want to see more of Thad being weird and gay, kind of. Like, it's just funny. A lot, a lot needs to happen for this to be a good show. And I'm not sure they're ever going to get there. But having watched it and now discussed it, and I, I think there's enough for a green light for me. I don't, I don't want to hate cancel it just because... Um, and I, like I said, I think I, I would watch the second episode and, and at least take it from there. So greenlight. Respect. Respect. Gordo. You guys greenlit out of this world, which was garbage. It's entertaining. This was very entertaining. This show was lacking fun. Very on entertaining. I can see you tolerate it. Very entertaining. All right, it was entertaining. It, the 28 minutes flew by. Um, I laughed for a good portion of this. Um, this is Gordo humor. I thought this would be our humor. I thought you guys would enjoy this more. Oh, maybe you guys woke up in a pissy bed or something. Um, but like all of it was like is has funny elements. I want to see what happens because it's just so ridiculous. It's so out there. I hope that not every episode is 28 minutes, but I laughed throughout the whole thing. I I don't understand why you guys didn't find this funny when you guys have greenlit some garbage shows. So this one goes out to my goats. Greenlight. Go goats. So I did not expect to be in a tie-breaking situation. <laughs> um, I'm genuinely surprised here. That being said, I want to say sorry to Brandon. Uh, I appreciate you suggesting this. And... Um, like I said, I know my brother really likes this show, but um, or liked it at its time at least. Um, maybe I am catching it at the wrong time. I just feel like even with this type of humor from back then, I think there were things that were written a lot better and smarter 
And I think this lacked a lot of that. And a lot of it was just being outrageous to be outrageous. And, you know, I brought it up earlier. There's just a lot of times where this felt like it was satire and parody and it wasn't intended to be. And it just seemed like some, it was just like that, you know, like, um, generation, generation, like it gets lost over the recordings and like this, it just became like a muddled down version of what it was supposed to be. And it just, it, it, it was like reduced down to just like, it's, um, the most simplistic form of the humor, nothing to really round it out. So with that, um, I have to cancel it. I was just, um, I just, I wasn't that entertained by it and not that I didn't like things similar in its day, but this one just didn't hit. So I'm sorry to blue mountain state. You got two out of five, which was two more than I thought you were getting. So congratulations on that, I guess. But you do not live to see another day with us. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to remind you, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social medias, where to listen, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff that helps us big time. I can't stress this enough. Just spread the word. Let people know about us. This is all really grassroots. You know what I mean? Uh, No celebrities on this show. So word of mouth goes a long way. Just post, let people know about us. If you think that you have a friend that would enjoy the show too. So to not ramble on much longer, thank you for listening. Enjoy the big game this week. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you. Goodbye. I think we got the best science lesson from Jay that squirt has little pee pee in it.